The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So with this, this Monday, the theme for the week is letting go. And I use that term as an umbrella term, a category term, for a whole family of movements, from the simple relaxation of the body, releasing of tension, to the full cessation of suffering, that is the end of the Buddhist path, and everything in between. And then there's uh, the Buddha has a lot of different words for this family of mental movements. And in English, they translate it in things like certainly relaxing, tranquilizing, calming, uh, uh, relinquishment, release, freeing, liberation, um, freedom. Um, so, you know, it goes on and on like that giving up and um, and so we could add that other words there in English they're kind of in that family and each of them maybe has this little different quality a distinct characteristic and it's appropriate in different places and in um, one way or the other Buddhist the path of Buddhism is to bring something to an end and that something is our suffering the ways in which we uh, suffer because we hold on, we cling, we resist, that there's some kind of inner compulsive behavior, a driven behavior of holding and clinging that uh, might have a lot of authority, might be there for sometimes for good reasons. But with practice, we see it limits us, it diminishes us, it constricts us, and it doesn't really allow the, for the full flowering and thriving of our hearts, of our minds, of our being, of our life. And so part of mindfulness practice is not just being present for things and seeing and being mindful and being a little bit calmer and less reactive, but it's really to, um, <clears throat> as a platform, as a means by which to have the deepest and fullest letting go that's possible for human being. And the path there is to learn something about all the different shades or uh, uh, forms of letting go that a person can have. And um, the um, now letting go <clears throat> is an ordinary activity. There's a tremendous amount of letting go that people do throughout the day and probably doesn't take much reflection to realize how much you're letting go of. And uh, maybe sometimes it's so automatic and so easy that you know you don't even think of it as letting go. That maybe you were expecting to have fruit for breakfast. It's a particular fruit. And you show up and there's, it's not there. It's finished. And so you just, okay, well, I wanted it, but it's not there, and so I'll have cereal instead, or something else. And uh, in that moment, there is a kind of letting be, letting go, uh, the desires let go of, and maybe it's so easy that you hardly even know you let go of it, because there's no power in the desire, it just was a nice little thing to do, to have fruit. 
or you're expecting to go, um, uh, you know, for a walk with a friend outdoors. And here in California, you wake up, and nowadays, some days the air is clean, and sometimes it's not because of the smoke. And so you realize, well, how inf- as unfortunate it is, you can't go for the hike with this kind of bad air. And maybe the letting go is not that easy. Maybe then, because of the desire is so strong, the, the anticipation, this wonderful time with your friend, and and the ongoing continuity of the, you know, the limitation to life because of the sp- the smoke and COVID-19 and all kinds of things that, uh, that you don't let go of the desire easily. And rather, the desire remains, but the desire now is frustrated. And there's frustration and anger and, and uh, weariness and kind of like not again and that kind of collapse. All because that desire was being held kind of strongly. And it wasn't just simply letting go of the morning breakfast, the fruit, but... Um, you know, you know. Now that desire, maybe if you want to be free of all that secondary reactivity, maybe requires a deeper kind of, more difficult kind of releasing of desire and putting it in the context of finding our freedom, even with that. So, you know, all kinds of very ordinary ways in which we let go. Life requires us to let go. We're driving down the road and we expect to get somewhere, but the, the red light turns red and. So we have to let go of, you know, pushing, you know, as fast as we can to get someplace. And for a few moments, we let go. But as soon as it turns green, we pick up again. And um, or as even as we're anticipating the light to get green, we pick up that attachment, that clinging to getting somewhere fast. And you can feel physiologically uh, sometimes the difference between holding on and wanting and pushing ahead and letting go and settling back. Even in the car, it might be that we let go. In the in the when it's red light, we stop and sit there and rest. But as the time goes on, we get closer to when we think it's going to turn green. We can see physiologically the tension builds up. The the foot starts kind of ready, kind of feeling poised to push the gas pedal, and ready to go as soon as it's green because we have to get somewhere. And so this picking up and letting be, picking up and letting go, is uh, you know, part and parcel of everyday life. In Buddhism, Buddhist practice, mindfulness practice, it's one of the things to be mindful of, is mindful of letting go. And, um, and f- starting this week on this topic of mindful letting go is uh, really following on the foundation of the last four weeks, where we did mindfulness of breathing, of thinking, of emotions, and the body. And, um, and this is kind of like taking that to the next level. With all that as a foundation, knowing how to be mindful and find our way with all these different areas of our practice, of our life, now the next task can be to, um, to add to that, on top of that, with that as a you know as a something we understand how to do um, to become mindful of letting go, and this can be as simple as becoming mindful of all the simple ordinary ways we let go throughout the day. Uh, we're tense, standing in line in the grocery store, and we feel the shoulders go up, and we once we see it, we kind of take a breath and relax the shoulders. 
And um, that's a kind of letting go. And, um, and to become aware of all the ordinary letting goes throughout the day builds momentum or builds familiarity. And just like we want to become familiar with the workings of thinking and emotions and the body and even breathing, we want to become familiar with the workings of letting go and how it works and how we do it and where we're good at it, where it's hard, and how it's done in different ways, sometimes with the shoulders, sometimes with the jaws, the clenching of the jaws, sometimes with a, a clenching in the mind, a gripping of, of ideas and thoughts. And if you're having a conversation with someone and you find yourself kind of leaning forward, you can't, 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 you're so eager to say something, you almost don't hear them anymore. And you feel a little bit of frustration because you can't they stop talking? I want to say, um, we're caught. And perhaps seeing that you're not really listening or seeing it's disrespectful to interrupt them, maybe there, there's a wise letting go that happens. So uh, to, um, to start being mindful of letting go in how we do it in ordinary life as a support for doing it when in some of the deeper, more challenging ways. So it builds up a muscle, a familiarity, an understanding, and wisdom around letting go. And, um, and for today, for the meditation, I suggested that one of the uh, uh, movements, actions in the family of letting go is letting be. In some ways it follows naturally from mindfulness and maybe it's a simple next step, maybe. In another way, it's a very advanced practice. Only when there's a real strong mindfulness that can, we just be, have used mindfulness to just let be. And, uh, but I want to emphasize letting be today because um, it's easy for people to think that letting go is, uh, when they hear teachings of it, especially from Buddhist teachers, that this is kind of like the, this is the depressing teachings that, Buddh- that Buddhism has to teach. Letting go means you, know, you have to let go of the good things in life. We become less than and, you know, something is, you know, why can't we have all the things we want? And and it just now I have to become a monastic and probably a hermit someplace because they emphasizing letting go of everything and and um, so some people re- react strongly to these teachings of letting go. Um, so I thought it might be nice to in that last meditation to begin with letting be. You're allowed to have everything. <laughs> You're allowed to be exactly who you are, but to discover letting be in some profound way. Letting just, there's something, there's a powerful way of, respectful way of letting things be just as they are. But letting be as they are is not holding on or clinging or wanting or pushing or it's just stepping back and seeing, oh, that's how it is. Okay, let me just watch this now. I mean, let it be and let's watch it. Let's be with it. And watching something in the mind's eye is, has a powerful effect on something. It's kind of like the sun shining on a young plant in the garden. And the sun allows it to grow. This watching in mindfulness, letting it be and watching, is like the sun on things. And things that are uh, unwise to do and be, there tends to be a little bit of a no longer being so invested in it. And things which are wise to do 
uh, tend to grow in the sun of awareness. So it's a powerful thing just to let it be, but not let it be and just ignore it. Really let it be and see it clearly. And this capacity to let something be uh, is, uh, is a, I think of it as part of the family of letting go because it is a kind of letting go as well. It's letting go with this ongoing, incessant involvement, gnawing at something or picking at something or holding something or, or investing ourselves in something or trying to push away or pull away from something. It's just, just sitting still, metaphorically still, have the ability to be present and look something right in the eye, kindly, lovingly. I see you. I see what this is. In the moment, it's just a thought. In the moment, it's just someone angry at me. In the moment, it's just my fear. In the moment, it's just, it's just. And there are times when all this kind of just letting be is appropriate. Not always, of course, but there are times. And to build this muscle of learning how to be in this way and just look at it and be with it, there's something powerful that begins to happen. And in the deeper areas of vipassana practice, the capacity to let things be becomes more and more important. To no longer be the agent of change, but let things be and allow ourselves to be the subject of change, allow change to happen, allow letting go and release to happen. The deepest, fullest kind of letting go that we do in Buddhist practice is not something you can do. It's something that happens on its own when we really learned the full maturity of letting something be. So, um, so my friends, thank you. And I look forward to this week uh, exploring different aspects of mindful letting go.